So she built it in. So from top to bottom, these people are in and I'm like, man, I so want to hate your guts, but I can't. I can't. And I and I wish everybody down at that site. Very, and, why, very well. and why can't you do that again? Because they built a what? A Star Wars Ren Fair. They built a Kylo Ren Fair is what they did. They built oh. a Kylo Ren Fair. <sighs> Kylo Ren Fair. I almost knocked it over. <laughs> and I... Episode 341. It's a podcast with a guy and a couple of guys on the worldwide phone. What? I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here I am, and here he is. There he is. Darn it. There I am, way over in my apartment because. What happened? I am awaiting maintenance. <laughs> oh no! What what's wrong with you, Craig? I have, to, I have to be not not personal maintenance, <laughs> apartment maintenance, and I have to be ready to spring to the door at a moment's notice. What size Phillips head do you take? <laughs> what size Phillips? <laughs> yeah, to to open you up. <laughs> uh, the 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 Craig chassis requires a uh, five sixteenths. Uh, <laughs> do they, I don't, ratchets? I don't, oh, ratchet. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm held together with regular. I think Phillips head uses uh uses. I'm held together with nuts. Uses numbers. I don't know what the what numbers those numbers system. are. I do, however, know that you've got you know three quarter inch, five sixteenths, blah blah blah, half inch. That was a safe thing to to go with, the ratchet sizes. Yeah, so I'm okay. Here I so, am. So, what's the temperature <laughs> in your apartment? Uh, currently seventy eight. That's not bad, but it's probably uh, stuffy. It, it's gonna it's stuffy and it's gonna get to ninety. Uh-huh. And well, you know, understand it's 78 in the apartment. It's like 74 or 75 outside. Yeah. It will be warmer in the apartment than it is outside. Until um, early afternoon, middle afternoon. Uh, well, most of the day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm dealing with my AC being on the fritz. So that, that's, that's, it. that's not exciting. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk to someone who is exciting. And we will have to sing his theme because the one Craig sent me had DRM in it and I can't play it in the year of our, our Lord, Lord 1500 and six, something, we something sail from the cold Bay of Cork. And I don't know the words to the, the rest of this song for the grand city hall down in york an elegant craft did this rig for an app and how the trade in anyway welcome anyways, jim. it's jim <laughs> she had 23 masks and she withstood several several blasts and they called her the irish rover these scars may never heal <laughs> hey you and i sang together a lot <laughs> Good morning, I, gentlemen. Good morning. I wasn't planning on singing. I didn't warm up. <laughs> I, was, I was not prepared. It's I was not ready vocal. for my solo, Mr. DeMille. Unique New York. Unique New, New York. Oh, don't even do that. <laughs> That's not even a little funny. Oh, good Lord. Scars. <laughs> welcome aboard, Jim. Hey, Thanks. welcome aboard. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say it. All you need is a bosun's whistle and we're good to go. That's the one. Um, and I was doing the little the little finger thing too with it. 
Nice. You well, can't course, that, I, that's how I rely on the fact that, of course, you were correct. Of course. <laughs> and if anybody under, wonders what that is, look it up because this isn't a video cast. Um, <laughs> a bosun's whistle. You've probably heard it at some point. Um, if you've watched Star Trek, they've used it there. They've used it there. It, it's been used on many, many sailing movies. Um, yeah. How's everything, Jim? That's good. It's good. Ask ask me how my Tuesday was, though. Ask me. Go ahead. How was your Tuesday? Uh, I'm the city clerk for the city of Milwaukee. I think we've talked about that. And that means that every three weeks I have to stand in front of the common council in my suit. And it's and I read the agenda. If you go online, you can see me reading the agenda as quickly and as clearly as may be, using all of my fine theater training to this effect. And along the way, we get to the point where we're discussing a grocery, a convenience store in the city of Milwaukee. Convenience store. Its license is up. And I didn't recall why, but, it, you know, it's a lot of stuff. And there's a debate and a debate and a debate and a debate. And all of a sudden it clicks with me. In this convenience store, in the midst of the city, a couple of folks had walked in, one in a fur, one in a robe, male and female, had proceeded to go to the pretzel aisle, <laughs> lay down, take off their robe and fur, and have sex in the aisle. In the, in the pretzel aisle. You're right in the, yeah, I could see the pretzels. Uh, there's, uh, believe me, I know. Maybe it had something to do with their planned position. They were could be. All intertwined. Could be. While a third be person filmed them oh, nice. and, and proceeded to post the video to Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> How many hits? How many hits? 648,000. There you go. Nice. And so I'm standing up there, and you got to imagine, we've got, I think it was 135 files, lots of controversial issues, different licenses, back and forth, and suddenly the sergeant at arms for the common council comes forward to me, and he's got this stack of papers in his hands as they're debating this license, and I'm like, yeah, man. And he says, the alderman wants to hand these out. And I'm like, well, what do you want to hand out? And he just hands me the papers, and they're screen prints from the video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just trying to make the point that this is what happened at this establishment. And so suddenly on my feet, I'm confronted with the fact that I'm about to create a public record of two human beings having sex in the pretzel aisle of a convenience store. New band name, I, I called it. it. I can't find it online. <laughs> this, this, I can send you the link. Um, this is, this which, is which not. We'll put, we'll, we'll put on the website for you listeners. Was it was it on the corner of a of a of a of a of a street that had the word town in one of the names and and a number? Yes. Okay, found it. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of those things that people ask me. Well, what classes did you take? How did you get ready for this job? And I said, there's no there's no class. There's no class. There's no training that gets you ready for getting the porn sheets handed to you at 930 on a Tuesday morning in the midst of all the other important things the city is doing. And uh, I, I did have time to reflect that one of the great gifts I was ever given was spending time in improvisational theater. <laughs> Make a good judgment. Go with it. You know, go with it. Stick to it. And, do, you know, know your principles, know your foundational stuff, but then go do the best that you can. And uh, oh boy, oh boy! Oh, and- vertical video, boo! <laughs> and then they put it on Pornhub, and Pornhub automatically uh, turns it, so it's sideways <laughs> video now. <sighs> oh boy! 
We're not better for this. You know that. We are not better for this. Well, at least he kept his shoes on. He did. He did. <laughs> more more for his protection than uh, the yeah, other well, shoppers. He's got, a, he's got a bit of performance anxiety. I'll say that. Ooh. It takes him a little while to... Mm. He's he's showing off a little too much, and there's the clerk at the end of the aisle. Oh my god! Just standing there, looking, looking at down him. the aisle at the you know the the bulletproof glass counter. Yeah, yeah. And the clerk yeah. is down there. Yep. yep. And he doesn't walk away. Nope. nope. He's he's <laughs> trying to process what his eyes are seeing. Yep. 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 There's two people behind the glass. <laughs> <laughs> And now three, and now four. No, just the two, at least right now. Hey, come on, everybody. Yeah, yeah. That was my Tuesday. That was my Tuesday. Nice Tuesday. Wow. I don't even remember anything that happened on my Tuesday. Oh, and they turned around. They're giving (laughs) us different angles. Well, they were committed to their craft. They are. Wow. (laughs) We're not going to have this, you know, we're not going to continue talking until I... Watch the rest of this, right? <laughs> Do you need a moment? Um, no, I'm fine. We can. Okay, we can good. Just check. I worry about you. What's new with you, Craig? No, and he came insider. <laughs> Didn't even give a show. Wow. <laughs> What's new with me? Uh, I've got a Kickstarter running. It's rolling along, and we're in the doldrums now. Everything's going slow. So, uh, when's the Kickstarter get its money shot? <laughs> A couple um, more weeks. <laughs> about five. Oh. It'll well, from the time you're listening to this, it'll be four weeks or so. Yeah. About usually two to three weeks after the, the Kickstarter ends is usually when the funds show. So oh, I guess that's oh, okay. is that the money shot? That ha, ha, when I get shot to the money, money from Kickstarter. So yeah. It's rolling along. The book's getting made just a question of uh if i make a little uh, make a few bucks i'm 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 currently making a few bucks on it now we've we've covered all of the expenses so i won't make a ton of money off of it but it'll get another book out there and it'll be it'll be it's like it's a game line so you know i am getting sales of noir um you know post kickstarter nice like through uh through drive through and at conventions and things like that so um and my hope when i'm thinking considering right now is assuming that this gets out quickly we turn over the the fulfillment quickly and assuming that capers off world happens beginning of next year and turns over quickly that i'll then have you know the book the, the core book and all three supplements with all the accessory stuff like the playing cards and whatnot and i may go down to gen con um with the whole kit and caboodle and like do a really big push and get a demo table at the igdn booth and get people to run games and bring extra stock along and, you know, really try to have a big convention, but we'll see. I still have to get the other, I I have two more, I have two books left to do. (laughs) So how's with you, Mike? Um, the nothing new. Okay. So let's, uh, we can roll on, I guess. (laughs) Oh, I have to do the themes, right? Yep. wrong button good job good job <laughs> see what happens when i'm not there exactly the whole thing breaks down and in three two jeez. Oh, ah. what's news craig 
Oh, are you ready to watch the new TV show, Max and the Peacock? Max and the Peacock. Oh, wait, no, hold it. That's not a new TV show. That's uh, HBO is doing a streaming service called HBO Max. That's going to be coming up. And uh, NBC is doing their own little thing called Peacock. Not the Peacock. Just Just Peacock. Peacock. Is that their because they're the Peacock Network? Oh, that's their streaming service. Okay. That'll be their what they call their streaming service. So yeah, we're uh, hey cord cutters, myself included. We're gonna have to either start uh, paying more, um, and maybe even more than equal to or more than what you were paying for cable if you want to get everything, everything you had before, yeah. because everybody's going to their own damn service. Um, or you're gonna do what I'm doing, and you're just going to start picking and choosing and saying, okay, NBC goes away. Or this network goes away and I'll like, there's one show on there, but I'll wait till the season's done and then I'll get it for a month and I'll binge the season and then I'll turn that one off, you know, and that I'll be doing that kind of thing. So HBO Max acquired uh, rights to the Bing, Big Bang Theory. That was like the big news from uh, not too long ago. Um, HBO they, Max has CBS's show. Yeah. That, yes. Okay. This is, this is happening everywhere, Mike. Okay. There's no such thing no, as like... Can, this you... is this this is the reason that cable that internet providers are throwing such fits because they suddenly realize they've sort of been left to the side of the road because they don't have they're the they own the freeways but they don't own the cars <laughs> you know and so they're and and nobody wants to monetize the freeway everybody wants to monetize the cars and this is. I think, Craig, to your point, this is sort of what was going to be inevitable. I wanted this years ago, a la carte. And like you said, it does require a little more effort, right? Yeah. My dear friends at Time Warner won't spoon feed me big bundled packages. They did that for us. But we said we didn't like that because along with my delicious meatloaf and mashed potatoes, they put the green beans of QVC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know some you know, religious... 17 different espns yeah. that i don't watch right or... they, they, they put all these nasty vegetables in there that nobody wanted so he said well i don't want to pay for those and of course people they pointed out you're actually not paying for those they pay us but that's a different point no we're but... paying for all of those they can argue that all they want when i when i pay for my great big bundle i'm paying you know three cents per channel and it's and and so whatever the whatever the case there, we wanted it unbundled. So they have, and now the consequence is every as you say, everybody's fighting for their own little piece of it, and we're all going to have going to have to choose what it is we want and need to see. Yeah, and a show is not necessarily. Um, now keep in mind that you know, like CB, a CBS show going on to HBO Max does not mean that CBS show will not be on CBS is streaming, right? They're just putting it on another one because they can get a great big pile of money for it. Right. You know, there's plenty of stuff that is on, um, you know, the network streaming services that is still on also on Hulu or also on Netflix. And this is this is happening now amongst an even bigger industry, which is software. Yeah. Um, so you're going to have to just pick and choose how you want to yeah. you know, you want to watch and how you want to get it. And you'll have to kind of. Maybe bounce around with a few things. PC PC gamers have known for you know have known this thing called Steam forever, and Epic, which owns the monster that is Fortnite, has said, "Wait a minute, we'd like to make some of this good delivery money too." 
And so they're standing up theirs. And and Epic, in a mind-blowing move, is giving away games left and right. I mean, they just gave away all the games in the Batman Arkham franchise that was done. Here, have them. Why? Because we want you playing over here. Mm-hmm. We want your eyes on our games that we're doing. My son's beloved Borderlands 3, which I like too, a, an Epic exclusive for about eight months. How much did they pay for that so that Steam couldn't have it? So it's, it's happening everywhere. And what they're trying to do is make us make these choices. And frankly, yeah, it's a little more work. But as somebody who has always wanted this, I got to say, I think this is awesome. Yeah, and I'm fine with doing a little bit of research to figure out what's where. Yep. If it's going to save me, you know, 50 plus bucks a month. And it's particularly hundred dollars a year. Yeah, absolutely. And and I suspect Craig, the case is, and Mike, the the case is the same for you, but certainly for me. My interests are very narrow. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I I don't. I, I'll watch just about anything. But if I'm going to actually spend time with a television, which is precious and rare, I'm going to want to watch certain things. Like you tell me, Ken Burns has a documentary. Give it. You know, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch that. Um. You tell me that there's, you know, some it, that there's some new show uh, that's legitimate history. I'm going to want to watch it. Pretty much everything else you can keep. And uh, so, yeah, it's. Uh, I think this is a really cool time. I, I'm I'm very interested to see where this ends. You know, because we all saw the fight between Marvel and Disney about Spider Man, and they appear to have made peace in our time, which I can't believe it took Disney that long to figure out. But it's like, yeah. wait, we could have a giant pile of Spider-Man money. <laughs> wait, not a giant, wait. not a giant pile of spiders, mind you. That's different. <laughs> yeah, or a giant pile of Spider-Man. Yeah, they're they're threatening us with a giant pile of spiders. It's rain and Spider-Man. Yes, yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah, I Marvel, mean, it's, it's... Marvel. For those not in the know, Marvel and Sony um, have gotten past their differences, at least for the immediate future. And for Spider-Man, movie, yeah. For, for, for one Spider-Man movie and one appearance in another MCU movie. Right. Like they have the right. crossovers all the time. So Spider-Man will pop into, you know, like some Guardians of the Galaxy or Captain Marvel or something. Which is just his. Because again, again, guys, guys, Endgame was, is, is the biggest movie of all time. Maybe you want a piece of that. <laughs> I'm curious. I got to go looking for the numbers sometime because I, I hear people talking occasionally about like this movie was the biggest movie adjusted for inflation. And sure. it's movies from years and years and years ago where the yeah. like the movies that we think of being the biggest, it's because the dollars are the biggest, but it's right. not adjusting for inflation. So I got right. I got to look that up. Um, because well, I know I know that they're gone with the wind, I think, is still number one for the longest it was time for the was. longest time. I if actually still I yeah. think Titanic may have passed it. Maybe. Hmm. And then there's Avatar in there somewhere. Well, that's one of those that's not adjusted for inflation. No, I know. And that was the previous record holder before Endgame, right? Right. Gone right, with the Wind was... still beats Titanic, according to this one. Then Avatar, then Star Wars, A New Hope. Then yeah. Avengers Endgame. Suck it, Rose, you wood door. Yep. And The Sound oh. of Music. <laughs> yep. You, you. And E.T. and The Ten Commandments. You would not have clearly looking selfish. at the same list. Yeah, yeah the I, I, I love the life. fact. Well, well, my particular favorite at number nine, Doctor Zhivago. Yeah, take How that, Marvel. 
take that Star Wars Episode Seven. <laughs> You're behind Omar Sharif. <laughs> Eat a whole bag of dicks right everybody, there. Everybody who went to see The Force Awakens is like Omar who? <laughs> Featuring Snow also Lake Geraldine Lay Chaplin. Boom. The Exorcist is number fifteen. Ooh, I wish that was number thirteen. That'd they should re-release it just so it can move up a little. I'm just looking for the next like the next one that's going to jump out as like really oh Phantom Menace, mm. <laughs> but it was it was big at the time because we hadn't had Star Wars. Oh sure. Oh yeah, we were all we were we had hope back then. We had hope. Oh my God, Furious Seven is number twenty six. <laughs> seven Fast and Furious. Num- number seven in the franchise. <laughs> yeah, well, that's odd actually. <laughs> Because usually, I mean, the, a lot of franchises. I think the first movie's the big one, and then the first one's the the first movie's the big one, and then, and then everything's all else downhill down from there. Yeah, yeah, but, but I think because the general fans of the general movie fans don't show up, it's just the diehard fans of the franchise that keep going. Was that yeah, the one that I, he died during the filming of? Or I, I'm not sure. I, I I think. Oh God, I'm about to say that I know something about the, the Fast the, and Furious the, movie. Guy, oh my God! Name, yeah, did he die right after? Is that the, his? Is that the last one? Maybe that's. Yeah, it. I think that's it. That might have been. I think that's it. Movies. Yeah, it's all pretty much movies you would expect to see. A lot of those big genre movies, and then a bunch of kids movies. Well, but but again, but again, I think the adjusted for inflation one talks about what you know. These are the movies that a whole lot of people went to see in a time when our movie making was much more channelized. Our movie viewing was much more channelized. You know, a lot of people, this is what my dad used to argue all the time about particular, and I don't know why this one was his obsession, but he loved him some Ten Commandments growing up. That was every freaking Easter. We had to be scared by the, you know, by the ghost that came and slaughtered all the firstborn of Egypt. And, <laughs> That oh, it horrified me as a kid. Just horror. Because I was a firstborn, thank you very much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Never had like, to worry hey, about that. Dad, blood on the lintels. Should we be going there? It's, you know, but, um, and Edward G. Robinson is the greatest Jew of all time. Yeah, where's your Moses now? Where's your Messiah now? Um, <clears throat> but, <laughs> see? The, uh, where, and Vincent Price as the Egyptian overseer. <laughs> so great. But, um. But Let's he would always argue that when he went to the Egyptians, <laughs> yeah, send them like, in, send them in, please. <laughs> the, yes, my pharaoh. <laughs> it's not a terrible uh, Vincent Price. Oh, uh, thanks. The, um, got the cadence right. Yeah, my wife is obsessed with him, so it's. Uh, she actually went to see him live before his passing. But uh, are the Hawaii the, episodes of Brady Bunch her favorite? Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Now that you say that, it's Thriller but, her favorite Michael Jackson album. My okay. no, I, my my dad would point out that when you went to see the Ten Commandments, you went to these movie palaces that they had, and you'd have several hundred people jammed into these very large theaters paying twenty five cents a ticket. So. Yeah. It's that that's why this inflation adjustment to 1956 is so important. Well, it's that. And it's also like the sheer number of theaters that there are now versus then. Yeah. There were no cineplexes at the time. So those those older movies got that got those numbers adjusted for inflation. Fine. Inflation adjusts, you know, per per seat. But in order to get per seat to get enough people in seats, it's because a movie would come out and it would stay in the theater for a year. 
Yep. Gone with the Wind. I mean, I don't know how long it stayed in theaters, but I imagine to be number one, it had to have been in theater for many months, many months. Yep. Yep. And and selling out constantly. You know, people going to see it. What? Uh, anyway. where, where's that ranked on the asses in seats chart? Yeah, that's. Uh, I'll look yeah, that right. up. IMDb asses, asses in seats. Um, what else we got for news now that we've sidetracked for 10 minutes? Did, uh, did you guys see the, uh, the new iPhones that came out? I did. Are there new iPhones? (laughs) Well, Craig doesn't need to worry about, uh, looking at the new iPhones for another, another five years. At least. Yeah. I've got an iPhone that hopefully will last me a good long while. And, uh, they still sell yours. Um, that's how new yours is. It's still in the lineup. However, yeah. uh, and the, it's going to, and it's going to keep being sold cause it's got a great battery life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big selling point for a lot of people. They would be stupid to, to not, uh, sell that for as long as they possibly can. Well, at the, uh, at the top of the line, we have, uh, now the iPhone 11 pro, which Ooh. has three cameras on the back. Did you see that's that? Cr- see how so many, crazy. all the cameras. <laughs> are they far enough apart and can you sync them in such a way that you can do 3d i don't uh, you know what i i'm <laughs> i'm ha- perfectly happy with my iphone 8 and so i didn't even look into that like what all what each of the three cameras does or how they work together that's bizarre yeah, three I, cameras I, okay yeah but um already the the there are leaked specifications and and renders of of uh the iphone 12 pro that the follow that's next year's follow up to this iPhone and and uh, so on the iPhone 11 because the camera cluster is so large they actually moved the Apple logo down to the middle of the phone and got rid of the script that said iPhone so it's just the Apple logo in the middle well the iPhone 12 Pro get this no Apple logo because the entire back is covered in cameras. <laughs> How are you going to hold that? <laughs> You're going to be taking like 20 pictures of your, the palm of your hand. Well, you you know, you if you're covering any of the, what is it, like 27 cameras with one of your fingers, <laughs> then you're holding it wrong. Right? Sure. Yeah. Remember when, when what was the... Was it Saturday Night Live did the the sketch years and years ago for like the five blade rage, razor because there was a three blade razor on the market and so they sure, did a five sure. blade razor that was like ridiculous and you can get a five blade razor now. Yeah, I, I think if I, they did it I, now I it would be like about a, twenty minutes ago. An eleven blade razor would be the uh, would be today's version of that that parody. <laughs> sure. So yeah, so get ready to. Uh, <laughs> learn how to hold your phone all over again with the iPhone 12 Pro. Oh, what is this? It's not me. It's not me. Is this worldwide phone thing on? Oh, dear God. Hello again, burger nerds. Yeah, this is your Mr. favorite megalomaniacal mega billionaire, mega tech entrepreneur, online shopping genius, and fake newspaper magnate. That's right. Dr. Beeble is in the his house. <laughs> Hello, doctor. Morning. Hello, Jim from Milwaukee. Oh, God. I'm always here for you, Jim. I'm so, I'm, I'm delighted. 
Sticks and stones, Jim. Oh, dear. Evil lair. Impenetrable defenses and whatnot. <sighs> uh, what, what is what has brought your ra- uh your uh why 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 are why are you here why why are you calling sir jim what's that you won't come at me afraid i've got a gat no tit nor tat <laughs> about my mackenzie spat are you a mouse or a rat or a mouse rat like chris pratt like wow. hammer i can rap think you can touch this crap well i've got news for you uh, doc, Dr. People, you're spitting bars this early on a Saturday? I'm like, what? Rap battling at you. <laughs> no, really. I've got news. That's why sure. I called just now. Alexa, play news theme. Whoa. News item number one. Did you hear the one about how I want to help write the government regulations facial recognition software well, even uh, though my yes. own company's software sucks ass yes i i did i i did hear you wanted to do that doctor it can't even recognize me i mean come on i'm <laughs> kind of that's... hard to miss well you could be easily mistaken for the male member do i look like a walking botched circumcision yes <laughs> it's still fashion whether you Philistines can appreciate it or not. Do I also have feelings? Of course I do. I'm human. A human who looks like a penis. Well, I, 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 I heard it was a, I heard it was a draft program. But it's also you're, you're, you're looking. You want to create laws, don't you, Doctor? Yes. So these would be guidelines. These would be. Ways of making sure that these things aren't abused. Yes. And you're the person designing the software. Yes. You don't see that as a conflict? No. Okay. I, uh... Moving on. Yes. But wait, there's more. News item number two. <laughs> Stop snickering, okay? Why does everybody always laugh at that? Did you hear the one about how Walgreens is beginning drone delivery in October of this year? Yes. Frickin' Walgreens. Gee, Dr. Beeble, what happened to Amazon's drone delivery? Good frickin' question. (laughs) Headline, does democracy die in drone delivery delays? We shall see. I mm. But wait, there's more. News item number three, or what I did on my summer vacation. <laughs> my ex-Frau Farbezosina is jealous of my <laughs> new Frau-to-be, Farba Sanchez. We've had quite the summer vacay together. We began our summer early by attending the Met Gala in May, mingling with several members of the Kardashian family, and... Jared Leto. In early <laughs> August, we parted with entertainment mogul David Geffen aboard his super yacht, The Rising Sun, off the coast of Spain. It reportedly cost him $590 million. Wow. Can accommodate 18 guests and has a sports ball court. 
only 18. Sports that was my question right? about that when I saw that story. <laughs> this Maybe sighting it's... was somewhat unfortunate as I was already making headlines after my own $400 million mega yacht was spotted <laughs> off the coast of Turkey and the photos went viral. Stupid viral photos. But then we left Spain for Italy on the breathtakingly excessive gargantua yacht belonging <laughs> to our close friends, billionaire Barry Diller and his wife, Frau von Fursten, I mean Diane von Furstenberg. So yeah, it's a wonder I get any work done with all the time I spend jet-setting around the globe to live a lifestyle that would make Robin Leach blush. But I'm super serial about supporting whatever the hell it is we're calling environmentalism these days. Back to you, nerds. Mm -hmm. All right. Sounds am, like uh, quite the summer vacation. I'm so not happy that he's thinking he should write those regulations. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Facial recognition software? Yes. Yeah. Well, see... The first thing is, is that they tested his tech, the technology that he had specced out, and they had it pattern match members of Congress and try to recognize them. And of the members of Congress that they pattern matched, 38 were actually matched with individuals who had committed significant crimes. <laughs> oh, so they were politicians. Oops. Right. <laughs> so, they, so they pattern matched them exactly. <laughs> it was a perfect pattern match. Well done, software. Yeah. So, so, so the fact that he, and you know, the whole world is, is worried about, because it's always technological thresholding. We say to ourselves, it's not a problem now. Well, right. And cars once went 20 miles per hour. What's your point? As this stuff <laughs> starts very to evolve. funny. You should try comedy sometime. Oh boy. Oh boy. He's still here. I thought he had got, I thought he had left. Yes. Jim from Milwaukee. Uh, yes. Yes, doctor. Try as you might, you can't slow this roll. <sighs> Sorry, it seems the connection may be bad. I, I have no intention of slowing your roll, question mark? No, you're breaking up again. Uh-oh. That's, that's what you get when you use Skype, I guess. No, you're breaking up again. Oh, dear. He's going. <laughs> <laughs> that's too bad. That's a That's a... I hope he's hope he's okay, wherever he is, hidden away in a bunker. Oh, we lost him. Oh, darn. That's too bad. That's rough. Looking at that yacht. Um, Which one? I'm going, to <laughs> I'm going to assume that, quote, accommodates 18 means that it has like 18, like hotel suite style accommodation modules in it. Right. With king size beds. And yeah, yeah, with like a whole, you know, like in a living room and, and a kid, little kitchenette and bathroom. Yeah. And yeah. 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 I imagine. Cause, on, cause on that's suite. a big boat. That was, which one was that? The, the super yacht, the Geffen one or the mega yacht. I'm looking at it. Yeah. It's, it's really, really big. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it can, it can put a lot more than 18 people on the boat. I'm sure it's just that like accommodate. You know, in in the style in which they've uh, his he and his guest have grown accustomed. Just so, because you know, <laughs> Lord help them if they ever had to sleep like on those like ten bunk high 
ships that <laughs> <laughs> World War II soldiers went across the Atlantic on, where you had to climb a ladder of bunks <laughs> to get to your bunk seven bunk. I, I, yeah, I don't think I would feel like I was staying on a Bezos yacht at that point. <laughs> or a Geffen yacht, yeah. That's buried, buried down in, in, in steerage, down in the hull. Hot, There's I'm no, hot no, racking with Miley Cyrus. No portholes. <laughs> hot racking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. Well, facial recognition. Um, my phone rec- well, it recognizes my face well enough to like open my phone, which is actually the one one of the features of the new iPhone that I don't particularly care for. I was fine with the fingerprint thing because you have to uh, hold it up for it to see your face. You can't, yeah, I used to be able to have the phone on the table and I could press the little button and get my fingerprint and it would come on and I could see something. Where now I have to pick it up and hold it in front of my face. Or I have to do the number, you know. I have to. Try, I can turn the face thing off and just do the number, right? But it's, then you you're tap, 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 tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a six-digit number now, not just a four-digit number. So it takes well, even more time, and that's those are valuable microseconds. Well, which you count up over the course of a lifetime, Craig. By the time, yeah, it's true. By the time you get a new phone, they will have uh, worked the fingerprint sensor into the screen. That's a, that's one of the actual. Uh, legit rumors for the the next iPhone. Oh, so you can just so touch gonna, the screen anywhere with your finger. It's going to have Face ID and fingerprint under the screen. Yeah. So you, yeah, you Here, put I, your I gotta, you put your finger on the screen anywhere. I'm going to try this. Hold on. Let me see. Uh oh. Try this with the phone. Okay. Bear with me. I'm going to do the face. I mean, they have in the commercials. They have they show people like looking down at their phone as if it it, it they are holding it flat down below their their head, and it it's supposed to wake it up. But I don't know. I've never used it, so I don't know what the tolerance is on that. I just yeah. Like how how far from ninety degrees to your you know parallel to your face can you zero degrees? I guess can you can you? Well, get I, it? I admit I was skeptical of the thumbprint thing too. When it came okay, out. it does it appear well. to recognize my it does appear to recognize my face when my eyes are closed. Oh wow! Right. I was curious about that because that, you know like the fingerprint thing was like you know like if a person gets into an accident. And you need to call their, uh, like you know, a, a like a, pa- a, a a family member or something. Right. You you need to find you their. Can, uh, you can their... fingerprint. You can if it was fingerprint, that was great because you could like you know if you had the person, assuming that the person was right there, right, like yeah. in the hospital or whatever, you could just press their finger on there. Yeah, but now the, that's but, like, like the if ice. If the person's like asleep, unconscious or whatever, apparently that you know because otherwise, if you had to have your eyes open, it means that you like your friend has just been in a a bad accident and they're unconscious and they're drugged up and they're out and you're going to have to, you're going to need another person open, <laughs> prop their eyelids open and hope that your fingers don't obscure. Right. The facial shot. <laughs> I mean, you're going to need, you're going to need a second person to, no, to gonna, do the eyes gonna, while you hold the phone. You're going to, at the very least need tape. <laughs> <laughs> a phone unlock yeah, buddy. Yeah. It'll be uh or, you know, like a, whatever thing doesn't work anymore. The little the little metal grippy hooks that they used on uh on uh Clockwork Orange. Oh geez, yeah. Ow. <laughs> oh, nightmares. Ah. If, if something happened to me and I was in the hospital and I was unconscious and drugged out and Mike, you know, for some reason found out <laughs> um and came to see me and was like, Well, we should make sure Craig's family knows. Well, like, okay, like let's Mike, let's say you didn't have Kurt's email. Um sure. you know, how would you how would you contact? anybody in my family you would need to get into my phone because mm-hmm. like i don't have you <laughs> i don't have anybody's phone numbers written down anywhere right well there's um you're 
and I don't know exactly how this works. I just know that it's a thing you can do, and I have it um, in my phone. You create a contact called ICE, ICE. It's in case of emergency, and then you just duplicate. You know, you put your your person you want called or contacted in that. Okay, so here's the question for how me. do you get to it though? I don't know. Here's the question I don't for remember. you. Remember who's, who's, <laughs> who's your ICE person? Allison. What if the two of you are in a car accident together? Um, I suppose that's possible. That's a problem, it's, but un, uh, unlikely. Yeah, but <laughs> not still, probable. Possible, somewhere not out there, probable. somewhere out there, there's a there's a couple that are both in the hospital right now, and nobody can yeah. get hold of anybody. Yeah, because the uh, the paramedics grabbed one of their you know grabbed the, one grabbed one of their phones, the other one grabbed the other one of their phones, and they called the contact, and and the other phones rang. Yeah, <laughs> I I am I am of an age sufficient that I have in my wallet a card, oh, a boy. laminated card. Laminated? Did I know. You laminate it yourself? Uh, no, no. <laughs> it was uh, it was something that was offered as a service. Oh, back a lot of years ago. I forget which. It might have been my insurance agent actually. That um, sounds where they printed like a... all my contacts oh, down boy. to bound to about six people. So. I, I, I roll six deep as far as involved in a crash goes. Okay, so what happens if you are robbed and beaten to within an inch of your life? Buggered. <laughs> but they're going to take... Now, those, I'm just, the, now I'm just coming people, up with worst case scenarios. Those, those, people, those people are also taking my phone. Well, you know what the solution yeah. to all of this is, but right? Now you've lost your wallet as well. You sure. need to get them tattooed. No, you need a oh, there you go. scannable <laughs> RFID chip inserted into your head somewhere. Or you need Ooh. to get like on a database where you unlock the database with your retinal scan, like so that the people can just come up to you and go whoop on your eyeball and say, "Oh, here's imp- here's pertinent information on this person." Yeah. Because that database won't be misused. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, Craig, that's a bad idea. With, if you get robbed and beaten within an inch of your life, you'll be glad that database was there. No, see, <laughs> there's going to be a whole cottage industry popping up amongst uh, amongst criminals to go and steal people's eyeballs, just like the one we have now, where they're cutting off everyone's thumbs. Oh wait, that never Minority happened. Minority Report. <laughs> you get black market eyeballs, and then you get them put in your head, and you end up walking around the mall, and there's eyeball recognition software that plays ads for you. And and Tom Cruise is walking around the mall, getting ads played for him for the for the eyes of the people of the person whose eyes he now has. Wow. <laughs> He's being called by a different name. <laughs> so ridiculous that movie is so ridiculous i haven't seen it because it has tom cruise in it <laughs> I got to watch it it's so weird yeah you can't you can't spend and that's a that's a classic example of a movie where you cannot spend too much time thinking about what they're arguing <laughs> well yeah because it also it, it's also yeah i mean the movie has to do with pre- precognition and arresting people before they prevent you know but before, before right. they commit a crime so like you know, the, the the leap of logic in that is like the, the hand waving is profound. Well, it's and it's central to the story. Yeah, yeah. you know, I I actually liked it. I thought it was a but but again, you, it's one of those movies that you had to take a step back and go, okay, I'm willing to stipulate that your central premise is stupid. Let's go have some fun. <laughs> I, I was on board until Tom Cruise was chasing eyeballs downstairs. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> he dropped the eyeballs and had to yes. chase them down yes. the stairs. He did, did they? That. Did that they bounce? True. They uh they bounced a little. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'd say. I would think that they would bounce a little, but not a lot. It's but a also not just not roll. Super Bowl, right. Yeah. No. Yeah. That then it would have uh it would have had to taken place over Manhattan. Yeah. So we could just drop a billion Super Bowls into Manhattan. Which is happening if I win the lottery. <laughs> I forgot to buy a lottery ticket last night. <laughs> Damn it. <sighs> Are we gonna unleash Jim here? Jim, what did you want to talk about? Well, here's the thing. Uh-oh. Unleash I, I... the gym. <laughs> here's, here, here, here's wow. my thing. I, I impression. I think I, I know my I know that I know that Craig knows. I don't know if Mike knows how much I hate Disney. <laughs> and yeah. I did a show that I have an idea. had a large part of it that was centered around my hatred of Disney. And I was all wound up because I have a succession of friends. No, all Jim, Jim friends never gets wound up. Come on. Who, stop it. <laughs> who are making their way in. They did it in sequential weeks. And I saw it on Facebook. And they were going down to Disney World. And I've always hated Disney. I've always hated Disney World. But I particularly hate it when adults go. Because especially what I really dislike is Epcot. Because Epcot is fake Germany, fake France, fake Scandinavia, fake Spain. In the middle of a swamp in the middle of Florida. Without spending a whole lot more money, you can go see real Spain. Yeah. And you can go (laughs) see real Germany and real France. I know I do it. And I take a kid with me. But can you walk between them? Yes, conveniently? No. You can, it's just not easy. <laughs> and into this was wrapped the sudden announcement. So I saw this, I'm like, oh, Jesus. And and then I see, then I see everybody is so wound up and so excited because here we go, we're going Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And my nerd friends exploded. They became moist collectively and as one. Ew. <laughs> and right. I thought, oh, God. And I watched it, and I watched it, and I was I was so gassed up to hate this. I was so, and I really do still hate it. I want to be clear, but all of a sudden, this article comes out in Kotaku. Three months of prep made our Star Wars Galaxy's Edge trip amazing. Three months of prep. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> this is this is where I'm on this razor's edge. You're prepped for hate. Yeah, it's like on one level, you spent three months preparing to go to a theme park. Oh, for the love of Christmas. And I got wound up, and it was one of these moments where I almost pulled a Rosanna, Rosanna Dana. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> and here's why. I had somebody text me that exact meme the other night during the Packer game. Never mind. Yeah, I, I heard it in my head as I was reading this because I was so geared up. I was, you know, oh, the lines are horrible. Oh, I think you get, what, about two hours in this thing? You know, that in order to manage the crowds, you can't be in it for more than a certain period of time. Sure. And I was reading it, and I was ready to go. And then I read this article, and I realized, oh, my God, they have built a Star Wars Ren Fair. Mm-hmm. And I went, son of I. Ah, now you have to go. Uh, no, no, never, 
but not one but, day, however. But you're, and this is something that uh, Craig and our friend uh, Anne Elizabeth Shapira, uh, Jane <laughs> the Fool, A.E. Jane the Fool from the Renaissance Fair, wondrous, wonderful actress, comedian, and trainer of young talent. And she has, a, and reading through this article, I am not fully going to let these grown humans off the hook anymore. But I suppose, once again, here's this nevermind piece. What did they do? They spent months building their costumes. Sure. Like you Just do. like we do at the Ren Fair. When you, yeah. You know, when you want to do this character. What else did they do? They actually went out and one of them, I think the wife, it's a husband and wife team. The wife is very crafty. So she, basing it on studying the movies, built replicas of the currency that they use in the Star Wars universe. The credits. Right. And she built big bags of them to carry around and kind of tip the people there. And I'm like, ah, yeah, we were really excited down at the Ren Fair when somebody <laughs> found Renaissance coins. And then I said, and then I said, were you really? <laughs> we were. Oh, it was huge. It was huge. Somebody, I forget who it was in the Guild of St. George discovered a source for metal coins that matched those of the Elizabethan period. I still was, have I still have about 200 of those because I was in charge of distributing them. I believe Steve Dacey was involved. Yes, it was probably Dacey. Yeah, but the, you, the, the Star Wars credits were like they made them out of balsa wood and spray painted them gold or something. I mean, it's yes. worth nothing. Could, right. Here's right. your no, tip. No, it's, it's, it's not Some like you crap. could. You know, it's it's so it's <laughs> and, and with the costuming thing, too, they even had to go even farther because Disney has that Disney bounding thing they do. You can't go to Disney World dressed as a Disney character. And all Star Wars characters are Disney characters now. Correct. You have to look, you may look Disney-ish. And this applied long before Galaxy's Edge came out. Um, but, and, and, you know, we did the same thing at the Renaissance Fair because we were constantly dealing with people that were trying deliberately. Well, our biggest problem was people wanting to play music and busk right in the middle of the fair that actually didn't work at the fair. What is busk? Uh, that's to put out your hat. Put out, you know, you're, oh, you're okay. Play, you're you're put out your hat to collect coins. I actually knew that, but you confused me because it's like a Frenchy sounding word and you're at the Renaissance fair. Moving Got on. <laughs> and, and we, and I'm sure this is exactly why Disney does it. A, we didn't want to take away from the individuals that were actually performing and working for what we called hat. But the other piece was it was inevitably one of the people that wasn't in the cast but was dressed like the cast that would take out their Johnson or do a really <laughs> rude joke or or say something else that was not appropriate to the event and cause a parent to freak out and suddenly come back with, oh, this person at your fair did this horrible, horrible thing. We'd have to go, ma'am, that person didn't really work here. But he looked like one of your cast members. Yeah, we get it. Remind me, is that how the vibrator ended up in the fair? No, no, that was oh, a that was cast, cast member. member. That's what I thought. Th that was an authentic cast member who still <laughs> is a cast member. So, you know, it's not like a 100% oh, that's fair. certainty it's not, kind it's of not a thing. a perfect system. No. That's, that, that, that's fair. And, Sometimes and then things I, slip I keep, through the cracks. So, so I'm sympathetic to so I'm sympathetic on the costume issue. I'm Slip sympathetic the on the appearance issue. I'm sympathetic on getting dressed up and getting the coins. And what do they do? They don't say good morning. They say rising suns. Well, I'm like, Craig, 
how much time did we spend trying not to say hello to people? And oh, yeah, instead, you had, to, you had to break yourself of habits. Yeah, you, know, you would. It was God give ye good den, or God, you know, God grant you grace, lady, or any number of things. We try to do it. Lady. We the, don't call them toilets or restrooms. We call them the privies. The privies. And in oh, Star Wars, refreshers. <laughs> <laughs> Go in there and get refreshed. Not moisture eliminators. <laughs> Moisture evaporators. <laughs> How's your moisture evaporator? Pretty clean, thanks. <laughs> but that, and then if they see you holding a cell phone, they refer to your data pad. Well, yeah. guess what? We did the same thing. We just called them one of those damn Da Vinci devices. Oh, that's clever. I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah what? So, okay, wait a minute. So, have have we ever heard data pad or? Uh, what was the other? What was the Rising Sun thing in Star Wars? I can't remember hearing hearing. Oh, I, it's that. it's probably well, data pad. I don't think needs to come from anywhere. It just sort of it's like you might as well just it's call it space data pad. Yeah, probably dates to the fifties. But even you know, in Star Trek, they had a name for their iPads. Tricorder, yeah. No. Tricorder oh, you're would be talking more like about a next phone. gen. Yeah, yeah, they had they had iPads. What were those things called? I don't even remember. Probably data pads. I don't. Not not important. Not no, that important. would be confusing okay. with the character name data. Good point. Well, it's, yeah, well, data's quarters. That's data pad, right? Because he's, so, he's a swinging bachelor who is fully functional and programmed in multiple techniques. We are where he goes to listen to, to uh, ten, part, ten pieces of that, classical music at once at full volume. The part that really got me, and this was also, he loves. Pussy. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. What? He has a cat. Yes, I'm talking about her cat. I'm talking about her cat. You people are sick. Um, the, the part that the yeah, part that minute. really where got my, me. Where are my Austin Powers sound effects? Oh crap! I didn't get. I didn't get to those. Was these was these people come down in their costumes in their outfits? They get greeted by these actors because everybody there has a character. Sure. Even the janitors are encouraged to build a character. The custodians. Mm-hmm. Do they give them like, like a manual with some general experience. guidelines and terminology? Right. But also come up with a backstory. I guarantee yeah. you they are trained. Oh, yeah. They have, they'd like have to be. You don't just like tell the janitor, uh, make some Star Trek sound and shit Something up. Star Wars-y. Yeah. Right. Star right. Wars-y. No, 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 no. And, and every one of them had it. But here's, here, here was the one that punched me right in the gut. I went, oh, I can't hate you as much as I want to. <laughs> The guy comes up to them, a guy comes up to them right out of the box as they walk into the joint in their outfits and goes, Rising Sun Offworlders, we're about to get a game of Sabak going. Would you like to play? Mm-hmm. And this is, of course, this card game that they invented, I think, for Solo. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's how uh, that's how Han Solo wins the Millennium Falcon away. And they clearly, by the photographs, have printed Sabak decks. And the two people in character are like, absolutely. And they throw up their big bag of tokens that they've made, their money. And the dude looks at him and goes, and gives them a look that says, and I know this feeling like it's yesterday. (laughs) Oh, God, we got one of those. (laughs) You know, it's that. 
holy sweet Mary, mother of mercy. But it's a, some, this is a good thing, right? It is. It is. But it's also a little, okay. And the guy's now got to back it down because he's got to say, because once again, am I sympathetic to this as a Renfair rule? We're not going to really gamble. Yeah. You know, we don't do that. We used to deal with this at the fair all the time. And this is part of the reason the coins for us were such a big deal, because we really could get, and we, I know I did, I gave them to patrons as little gifts. Sure. Yeah. Because they weren't terribly expensive. And I would let people win and all this other stuff. But But then. But you are an employee. Of course. Somebody who has rules. And we're absolutely not. No gambling. and And he says. Let's just play for fun. Sure, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's, and it's because, and here we are suddenly, in a way, breaking the character, because obviously the whole point of Sabak is to gamble. But nonetheless, but anyway, they go into this. my Star Wars experience. (laughs) I just walked in the door. These two people are playing with him. There's a mother and child sitting right there. And the same employee is like, hey, would you like to play with us? And again, it's like it's yesterday. I got the two people over here that are in. They want to do this, and they're going to rock it. And over there is the mom going, is there ice cream around here? I think my baby wants ice cream. Got a turkey leg. Where's the turkey leg? Where's the, where's the joust? Where's I got a tur- leg. <laughs> I have to get a garland so because she can be a princess. How many times did I give people directions to the turkey leg booth? Oh God! Oh, well, if you like maggots, it's <laughs> that oh, stop way. That. Yeah, saw that. But it's, but it, no, it's so it's this. One, I went, God, I was so ready to hate this whole thing, and then when I saw this, I went, They've done a Ren Fair. Yep, they've done an honest to God Star Wars Ren Fair. Well, I had to say at the end, I ain't never going. Don't even think it. But good luck, and especially to all the actors and actresses. Top to bottom, whether you're Han Solo or some, the the funny part was one of the janitors they actually did talk to um, was they bumped into Lisa, who said, I don't have a problem with the First Order. I don't like that the Resistance's new base is stopping me from visiting my favorite waterfall. (laughs) And as they walked around to the spot, they realized, oh, my God, that actually is correct to what they're doing on the construction of the site. (laughs) <laughs> so she built it in so from top to bottom these people are in and i'm like man i still want to hate your guts but i can't i can't and i and i wish everybody down at that site very, and very why well. and why can't you do that again because they built a what a star wars ren fair they built a kylo ren fair is what they did they built oh. a kylo ren fair <sighs> kylo ren fair i almost knocked it over and i I only briefly want to say that i i tagged this in to the other stuff that i sent you because i realized changing topics that we tend to think that when lucas sold to disney that that's what caused us all to be screwed with the horrible horrible stories we're being told now (laughs) and then i realized when i saw an article with an interview with george lucas talking about this we were doomed either way. Yeah, which set of horrible stories would you like? <laughs> would you, did you, you know, so basically, there was no hope, <laughs> no hope or new hope that, that we were going to get a good Star Wars story in 7, 8, and 9. That we, we were doomed. And how do I know this? First, we were confirmed 
that George Lucas got shoved out the door by Disney. First of all, duh. Yeah. When you sell your company, you're done. I don't care who you are. When you sell, and I've seen this in the quote unquote real world. When you sell your company, you're out, you're done. Nobody cares what you think. Even if you're still there. Yeah, even if you're still, oh, I've, I have a very dear friend who built a company from the ground up, saved, sold it for a good deal of money, was, and was told, you can be on the board of directors as an advisor. Oh, <laughs> not a full board member. It didn't take four months for him to realize, yeah, who's the old guy? Yeah, yeah. no votes for you. No votes for you. And so George Lucas had pitched three whole plots for seven, eight, and nine. He gets to the first couple board meetings where they're talking about the series, and he realizes they're using none of his stuff. He real that he realizes he's Ben Canop now. Yes. Ooh. No votes Ooh. for you. No plot for you. <laughs> no plot for you, Ben Canop. Boo. Look it up. So that's bad enough. <laughs> But what's even worse is that he then tells us what he had in mind. So now there's zero mystery about it. And he said, right, because we had this hope that, oh, man, if George was in charge, this might not have been horrible. We might not have regurgitated the first three movies again. But no, he was going to double down on the midichlorians. (laughs) Yeah. He was going to tell the story of how, like, the middle chlorians were vehicles and humans rode in them. He was going to get super anime mystical with us. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm going, oh my god, oh my god! All these years, we sort of held out this little bit of, oh, it's not so bad because maybe George would have fixed it, and we can really just hate Disney. No, you all don't know what's good about your own stuff. You don't know. You have no idea. So, you know, we were doomed, but at the Kylo Ren fair, it seems like people are having a wonderful time. And if they are, God bless them. But don't go to fake Europe. You know, I feel betrayed, like they didn't take any of my ideas. Your ideas sucked ass through a short straw. Oh, and you know what the best thing about those ideas would have been? Is they would have been poorly directed. Right. And mostly poorly acted. Because they were also poorly written. And and he would have... <laughs> do, do we really think that, you know, he would have s- suddenly decided to surround himself with people that tell him no? No, George, no. That's... No, don't do that. That's a bad idea. Because that's why the the prequel trilogy is not so hot. Mm-hmm. Because everybody he was... Had a, complete you know, control everybody was over a the whole thing. Like, oh, well, that, that's great. Jar Jar. Well, frankly, that's idea. the weakness... That's the weakness of... That's the weakness of Return of the Jedi. Having an entire movie that's entirely <laughs> that's that's one one big intergalactic trade dispute. Um, yeah, that's a great yeah. idea for a kids and, movie, and that's why Empire is so awesome because it was written and directed by somebody else. Yeah. So yeah, I just I wanted to get that up. So wait, I've got to wait, wait, Jim. The bo- I've got to get my uh, my boy off to to the soccer place. Okay, so we got to wrap her up here soon. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. How how much time do you got? Do you got Sammy Peeps time? I got till I got I got a probably hard stop at uh, about ten minutes. Okay, okay. Sammy. Um, yeah, uh, real quick, I I had to explain Sammy Peeps to somebody the other okay. night, and um, yeah, Sammy rocks. Like when you <laughs> when you get down to it and you go, okay, let me 
two minutes to explain Sammy Peeps to somebody who has no idea who Sammy Peeps is. And this guy was like rolling laughing. He thought it was the coolest thing. So that's wonderful. Well, th- see, little Sam in everybody's world is a good thing because he is. He's this guy. And Monday is my birthday. Happy and- birthday. Yeah, and so I decided I would look Sammy Peeps. Again, we've talked about him. Uh, the great diarist of the 17th century, court of Charles II, head in, well, that was senior bureaucrat in the Navy. And I went to my birthday, Monday, September 30th. Check it out. 1661. Falls on the same day. Nice. This morning, up by moonshine at five o'clock to Whitehall to meet Mr. Moore at the Privy Seal. But he not being come as appointed, I went into King Street to the Red Lion to drink my morning draft. Of course. Note one. (laughs) And there I heard of a fray between two ambassadors of Spain and France. (laughs) And that this day, being the day of the entrance of an ambassador from Sweden, they intended to fight for the precedence. Our king, I heard, ordered that no Englishman should meddle in the business, but let them do as they would. And to that end, all the soldiers in the town were in arms all the day long. And, <laughs> s- and some of the trained bands in the city. And a great bustle through the city all the day. Skipping a bit. Then to the wardrobe and dined there. And then abroad in the Cheapside hear that the Spanish hath got the best of it. And killed three of the French coach horses. Oh, and several men. <laughs> And is gone through the city next to our king's coach, at which it is strange to see how all the city did rejoice. And indeed, we do naturally all love the Spanish and hate the French. <laughs> but as I am in all things curious, presently got to the waterside and there took oars to Westminster, thinking to have seen them come in thither with all the coaches. But they being come and returned, I ran after them with my boy after me through all the dirt and the streets full of people. Till at last at the mews, I saw the Spanish coach go by with 50 drawn swords, at least to guard it, (laughs) and our soldiers shouting for joy. And so I followed the coach and then met it at York House, where the ambassador lies, and there it went in, in great state. So then I went to the French house, where I observed still that there is no man in the world in more insolent spirit where they do well nor before they begin a matter, and more abject if they do miscarry. And finally, at the end, the best part, because only Sam can put a button on things like this. So having been much daubed with dirt, I got a coach and home, where I vexed my wife in telling her this story and pleading (laughs) for the Spaniards against the French. So the Spanish ambassador and the French ambassador were ready to throw down. And, and not the just them, of course, individually, but everybody yeah, they've got with them. Their whole entourage. And, and the king said, yeah, let them have at it. Stay out of it. <laughs> Stay out. And apparently. It's their business. It, it's their business. Don't intervene. Though so there's going to be this full on, you know, brawl in the streets of London. Do you bite my thumb? Do you bite your thumb at me, sir? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nay, sir, I bite my thumb, but I do not bite my thumb at thee. And what yeah, are they I go- bite my thumb? And what are they going to fight about? The fact that the ambassador from Sweden is coming. Yeah. And they want to be the first one to greet him. They want precedence. They want the they want the uh yeah, they want the honor. Right. So they're gonna throw down. 
the king kill horses and men in the process. Fifty swords. What did those horses do? (laughs) So the king says, "Stay out of it." (laughs) Sam hears the word that the Spanish won, killed three horses and several men. So I I like how he's got a count of horses, but several. several. Yeah, we don't know how many people. Yeah, <laughs> more valuable the horse. But I don't know. Is that's my favorite part? Oh no! My no. favorite, my favorite part is Sam goes. Well, I got to see what happened. Yeah. So he takes the boat along the Thames to Westminster. Maybe I'll see them there. But they're already gone. So what does he do? He grabs his little manservant, who's about twelve at the time, and he goes running through the streets trying to figure out where they were going. And he says he's going through all the dirt and the streets full of people. And he gets to the Royal Muse, which Craig knows is. Oh, the Muse. Uh, it's something to do with animals. Correct. It's, the, it's where they keep the birds. The, the birds. Okay. Where they keep the Royal Falcons. And he sees the Spanish coach go by with 50 drawn swords. So these guys are rolling through the street 50 deep. But then, then he goes home. And he says to his wife, honey, you're not going to believe what happened today. (laughs) There's this gigantic fight in the middle of the street. He says, you know, he says, (laughs) he says, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, you're not going to believe what happened. And the Spanish kicked the French, beat them, seven, you know, three horses and several men. And his wife is mad about it because she prefers the French. And then to bed. <laughs> and then he, and, ah, you know, what a day this is. My birthday was pretty cool in 1661 in London. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Holy crap, honey, 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 sit down. Have <laughs> I got a story for you? Because he says, he says, I'm daubed with mud. Yeah. You know, he's filthy, sweaty. He's been running around the whole thing. You know, it's, oh, and, and right before this, and he's talking about all the fighting, there were several men slain of the French and one or two of the Spaniards and an Englishman by a bullet. Oh, somebody which, got the gun out. Which is very observable. The French were at least four to one in number and had 100 case of pistols among them. <laughs> and the Spaniards had not one gun among them, which is for their honor forever and the other's disgrace. Because they won. Yeah, because the French come strapped with 200 guns, a case being two. Right, and the Spanish brought brought knives to a gunfight. Right. And and won. And won. (laughs) Somebody brought a pistol to a sword fight. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And shot an Englishman in the bargain. (laughs) My guy, Sam. So, once again, September 30th, 1661, a very busy day in London. Oh, thank you, Jim. That was no, wonderful. It's uh, entirely a pleasure, and as I say, I have to take uh, I have to take his lordship off to the fields of honor. All right, do we do battle? Tell him to yeah. uh, <laughs> to not break out the case of guns. To just <laughs> no play case the of game. pistols for him. <laughs> yeah, because that that would not be to his honor, but yet to uh, return victorious. Yes, be like the Spanish. But, just be like the Spanish. Yes, as I say, well, I will leave you to the balance of your programming. I thank you always for the invitation, and uh, we'll certainly see you the very next time.
Thank All right. you for swinging by. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so it's just us? I guess. Do you want to do a Kevin question? If you want. We have one. Okay. All right. Here it is. 123 question. <laughs> Why is it that every box of Kleenex doesn't open cleanly? No matter how you tear it, on the perforated edges, there's always some cardboard left behind or it tears over. And then when you pull the first Kleenex out, two come out every time. How have we not engineered this away yet? Thanks, Kevin. I am legitimately at a loss. He's right. Like normally I have a, a the, the inkling of a response and usually something funny kind of in the holster. I don't know. That is true. Yeah. They cannot every, get those perforations right. Everything he said is right. It's like the the cardboard that they use is too cheap and thin and and you know, it's not pressed and glued well enough to yeah, hold so it together kind of shreds yeah it's just layers of a shred as you pull the perforations i mean you really have to like punch the top of the kleenex box yeah like as hard as you can to just get, to get that, it started so just, you always end up crimping one one end of the box a little bit because you have right. to like yeah you know, but punch that in with your thumb and it makes it you know so, so it's a it's it's good that we always have like these these cozies to go over the tops of those things right because you always end up mangling the box so maybe that's why we good. have even though, those cozies. even though the kleenex box um you know has like a flower a flower pattern oh yeah or something. so it's supposed to be attractive yeah good you always end up mangling the box in some yeah. way so you got to put some knitted cozy that your aunt made for you go to your go to your local big box superstore grocery place and try to find a plain kleenex box and when when just as a point of information when we say kleenex we're referring to any yeah. brand of facial tissue facial tissue yeah yeah and but i mean and, and the, the two kleenex thing the two tissue thing i got no problem with that because frankly when i need to blow my nose i'm using at least two i'm usually going you know and pulling two out of the well there's the one you, anyway there's the one you blow the big chunks into and then you have at least another a second one to do the cleanup work right you you, you grab two you, you put them together <laughs> and you do and you honk into that you really get it out and get it taken care of and then you have one to tidy up yeah at least oh i i don't have an issue with that but yeah, that's true. That box always gets mangled. I don't know what to tell you, Kevin. I think uh, I think you got something there. I think you need to go to the Kleenex people and uh, see if we can uh, put together a little workshop, a little, little brainstorm, try to figure that out. Or the three of us just get together and figure it out ourselves and then start our own facial tissue company. Our, our own facial tissue startup? Yeah, with, <laughs> with, with the box that works. That's our selling point. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind that the tissues feel like sandpaper and there's <laughs> like there's lotion in the tissues and it's well, like literally like sticky the, goopy stuff that's on the tissue. The actual <laughs> tissue can be as horrible as we it's want it to be. Um all no, see the end game here is to is to create just enough of a of a pain in the ass for the the major tissue companies to get one of them to come to us to buy our box idea. Yeah, that's true. That's the our way box you do it. Patent. You sell you sell your box patent for you know half a million dollars and whatever half a billion. I I don't think they're going to pay you five hundred million dollars for that. Well, that's about they'll what just we're going to need. They'll buy your box and they'll reverse engineer it. We're going to need yet you know at least a hundred million for the three of us to retire. <laughs> what makes you think you need thirty three million dollars? 
comfortably to retire, to retire comfortably excuse me comfortably yes 33 million dollars w- i wish to retire comfortably i require 33 million dollars well that's why at my age that's why <laughs> that's why i wait i don't buy lottery tickets until they uh the the jackpot gets over 100 100 million you can you can re- retire quite comfortably on the interest generated on a couple million dollars put it in a cd no you can't <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We have different <laughs> definitions of the word comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I just want to hang around and, you know, design role-playing games. You, on the other hand, want to, like, build a... Uh, uh, uh... Well, I got to dump all the Super Balls on Manhattan. I mean, that's, we figured, it was like a million dollars right there. In, like some sort of space hotel that you want to build. Well, I have, to, I have to build my evil lair. With its impenetrable defenses that no yeah. nobody you know, so no other human can ever yeah, uh, train. get in contact with me again. <laughs> See if sure. we're on if we're on long enough. There's a train, but that's yeah. the first one in what an hour no, and a half. No, it's, no, it's not. I was doing the mute thing a little bit Aww, here. And there. That's so. It's nice been really you. loud this morning. Actually, there's been multiple sirens and two trains. Anyway, wow, you've done a really good job because that that train horn, that brief bit of train yeah. horn right there, was the only thing I've heard. Yeah, because I well, I got lucky and it happened when other people were, we're talking. talking yeah. this time, it's like you and me. If I suddenly just went mute on you, you'd be like, hello, <laughs> hello. So, all right, there you go, Kevin. That's the best I got. I think yeah. I think you got I think you got a case on this one. Yeah, it Kevin. Took, it only took you like a year and a half of doing these questions, but you finally pinned us, pinned us down on something. I'm not sure what to tell you. That's a rough one. Oh, I, fix I, that box. I think it's I think it's it's a great result because we're going to get filthy stinking rich selling our our box technology sure that we come up with we'll uh we'll schedule a zoom meeting um a zoom conference kevin for the three of us we'll we'll get together and we'll uh we'll start work on that right away yeah yeah okay we'll see <laughs> or i'll just buy a powerball ticket tonight all right craig well thank you for joining us on the show craig you're welcome i'm glad i could make it on the show <laughs> <laughs> And thank you, Mike, for holding holding down the fort there at the studio. You're welcome, Mike. Where can they find us? Would you want me to do that part? Okay. Um, they can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And? Uh, you can go to kickstarter.com right now Woo! and look for Capers Covert. And uh, back to Kickstarter there. You can uh, pick up the other games and other pieces of games and all that stuff. There's all sorts of backer tiers and add-ons and ways to do things. Um, you can also go to nerdburgergames.com to learn about uh, all the stuff that I do. And uh, yeah, that's about it right now. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig introduce Nerdburger's Edge. <laughs> and as much time as you want in it because well you'll probably be the only one there it won't be crowded like that Star Wars thing it'll just be like you know you and maybe Mike if he shows up just me yeah no guarantee I'm going to make it over there anytime soon if I can't get this maintenance double <laughs> Well, we'll try to make it more interesting so that you... So I get all excited and I lean in. Put your elbows on the table. Oh! Yeah, and maybe, Jim, you can, like, push your microphone away from your face.
Well, it's true. My wife tells me that I do love the mic a little too much. How's this? A little better. How's oh that? wow! So if like I'm I'm now sitting comfortably back in my chair. Is this okay? It, there's um, it's barely imperceptibly different. Wow. Yeah. Well, she did get me Super Mike for a present for Christmas. So. But you've used I, this before, haven't you? I, wish I have. I, had, I wish I had a Super Mike in my life. Haha. Is there a <laughs> like a gain knob on 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 your microphone that you can fiddle with? This would require me to touch the mic. <laughs> you have my permission. 